0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com.
1: Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsheads? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, brought to you by Sound, Telemedia, and Evergreen Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk about their lives, music, and craft beer hope you've been having a killer week so far. I most certainly have been. I am very stoked because tomorrow is the four-year anniversary party for Vox and Hops. To celebrate that fact, I will be recording a live podcast interview with Pascal Germain Barardi, who is a professional classical vocalist against Sébastien Croteau, the extreme vocal expert. Clean vocals versus harsh vocals. Who is going to come out on top? I can't wait to host this conversation. Both of these musicians... Musicians are absolutely incredible. I cannot wait. So damn stoked for this live podcast recording happening October 29th at Turbo House for the four-year anniversary of the podcast. But there is more. That's right. The Great Sabatini, one of my favorite Montreal-based bands, will be performing a very exclusive set for us that night. So come tomorrow, if you can, come party with me at Turbo House. Come enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in celebrations of four years of Vox and Hops. Now, before we jump into today's episode, I would just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. But more than that, I would love for you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there's someone in your life that just really likes podcasts, well, you should let them know that the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast exists. You can tell them that there are over 370 episodes, over four years worth of episodes for them to go back and to check out, where I hang out with some of the world's best metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing a craft beer. If you would encourage one of your podcast loving friends to become a future Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today's podcast is a very special one. It is a retrospective look at the past year, the fourth year of Vox and Hops, because tomorrow is the four year anniversary, in case you haven't figured that out yet. I've said it a lot in this intro, but I'm stoked about it. So here we go. This is episode 374, an episode which I've called Looking Back at the Four Years of Vox and Hops.
2: I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed.
1: Super stoked to be doing this. I love doing these retrospective glance back at things that I've done. Four years of Vox and Hops, just madness. I never thought that I would get this far. I am someone that likes to stick with things. I've been with my wife for over 20 years now, so, you know it's just the type of guy that I am. Uh, Here we are four years into the podcast, 374 episodes later. I would like to uh, just focus on this past year. So here we go. One of the first big things that really stood out in the past year for me was an epic collab project that I put together with two amazing businesses from Calgary, Alberta. In case you don't remember about that project, let me just shine a little bit of light on that right now. I hooked up with New Level Brewing, and I also hooked up with Pitch Black North, the satanic tea company, to make something for Cryptopsy. It was a Cryptopsy collab, but in all reality. It was a Vox and Hops collab. We made something very cool called None So Vile. Let's hear a little bit about that right now from Drew Ross at New Level Brewing. He's talking all about this crazy collab that we made. Uh, tonight we're going to be drinking a special beer, as I mentioned. Uh, this is, Cri- Cri- uh, uh, is Cryptopsy's None So Vile. Um, it's a lavender tea sour, but it's really cool because it actually has the pitch black North um, lavender tea in it with hops. So it's like this full circle, weird uh, circle, cyclical, strange concept. And I love it. Drew, talk, let's talk about the beer. Um, what is this beer? How did it come together? You present the beer, please. The blackened haze.
2: So none so while the beer is a sour beer. Uh, it's got a bit of a blackened haze from the black tea. And there's a lot of lavender on the nose. I think the acidity is perfect. And the tea combined with the hops produces a really nice, honeyish, almost chamomile taste that is very tea forward, very bright, um, and really quite elegant.
1: Cheers to you both. Yeah, but it was more than that. That's right. We made a beer together with the Cryptopsy Nunsilvile so tea in it, but we also made the tea with the hops in it. It was like a triple trifecta, weird ass collab where you put the tea in the beer and you put the hops from the beer in the tea. I I love this collab. It was really, really cool. And uh, it was a complex collab that went down super easy, just like the beer and the tea, because everyone involved was just amazing. What a bunch of killer, killer people to work with. I can't wait to work with New Level Brewing again. I can't wait to work with Dominic the satanic tea lord himself again. I cannot wait to collaborate again with New Level Brewing, and I have a massive project in the works with Pitch Black North, which will eventually see the day of light, and I am stoked about that. This is one of the big things that happened last year, a lot of creative collabs, a lot of creative projects, and as I've been putting this episode together, I've been realizing that I did a lot of that last year. So that's cool, and I'm excited to expand upon that throughout the fifth year of Vox and Hops up next is yet again another crazy collab that came about because of a vox and hops episode it's also actually the first live podcast episode recording that i did throughout the fourth year of vox and hops i did a few of those of course i'm talking about the how about some coffee collab that's right i had george penai of the meet me for coffee podcast as my guest we did like a back and forth episode And throughout that episode, I mentioned, well, you should, you know, get your own brand of coffee. I love collabs. You should have a collab of your own. And once you have your own collab coffee for the podcast, I will find a brewery to make that beer for you. Well, lo and behold, Jamie Morris from Folly Brewing, Vox and alumni, very good friend of mine, made that beer. We went to Folly Brewing, We recorded a live podcast, and here's the intro to that. Here we go. Very stoked uh, to be here at Folly Brew Pub. I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy, the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Uh, I'm joined uh, by my friend. My name is George. I got the Meet Me for Coffee podcast. And uh, we're here at Folly Brewing with our friend Jamie.
2: Hello, I'm Jamie. I'm the brewer at Folly Brew Pub here in Toronto.
1: So this is a a very special uh, crossover episode. It's actually our second crossover episode that me and George have done... uh, I just had him on. He had just had me on. And uh, I actually had Jamie on the podcast. He was actually the first metal brewer I had on. Am I crazy with that? The what second an honor. or something like that? First Maybe the second. second. I'm up there. Two years ago. Uh, definitely. Uh, we had. It's been a time that we've been connected. And uh, there's a story about why we're here tonight. Uh, recording a live podcast at Folly Brew Pub. It's because we just dropped a three-way collab called How About Some Coffee? And uh, this beer came to life thanks to uh, Jamie, really. Uh, I had George on the podcast, as I mentioned, and I asked him, I was like, I love making merchandise. I'm an extreme metal vocalist. Uh, My whole mindset is about making things and then selling them to people and hoping to get money for it in exchange uh, instead of doing things for free as I've been doing for the past few years of my life. But uh, I was like, why don't you have your own coffee yet? And it was in the works. And then uh, the
2: opportunity to collaborate came around with Jamie and Matt and I kicked my ass in the gear, and here we are today. We got a nice dark Sumatra
1: blended with some awesome hops, and it's called How About Some Coffee? It's amazing, yes, but uh, the question was, why didn't you have a coffee for your podcast (laughs) Okay, I I
2: was really slacking, man.
1: (laughs) He kicked me in the ass. So I told him, I told him during the episode, I said, if you get a coffee made for your podcast, I will find a brewery to make that beer. And I swear to God, the day that the episode came out, I emailed. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I brew and listen to 12 to 14 hours of podcasts a day. Wow. Because I work alone and I don't talk to anyone. So I like hearing people talk to me. And I heard it and I'm like, well, that makes sense. Let's make a stout. Yeah.
1: Coffee and stout. What, this is really one of my favorite styles. So, so let's just go deeper right into what this beer is. Uh, you are Does everybody expert. have
2: one? Yeah. Yeah great. Well let's let's cheers to that.
1: Man, that party was crazy. I gotta tell you, you're drinking all these stouts with coffees. You end up going to bed really late. I had a great night in Toronto. Massive hangs with George. Massive hangs with Jamie and a bunch of Vox and Hops. Thirsty Thursday gang were there. Shout out to Natalka and Jorge and Chris Sutzos. What a crazy night that was. I'm looking forward to doing something like that again really soon. Now throughout the summer of the third year of the podcast, I I came up with this crazy idea with my buds from The Agonist to create a metal and beer fest here in Montreal. I pushed that idea on to Eventco, Heavy Montreal, basically, and JF Michaud from Heavy Montreal Eventco made this dream a reality. Of course, I'm talking about brutal Montreal. Cryptopsy hadn't played a show since the summer of 2019. I got to headline my own metal and beer festival back in December of 2021 here in Montreal, a Corona. Theater, brutal Montreal. Man, that was a crazy night. So much fun. The beers were amazing. The fans were amazing. It was just wild. And here's a little clip from that episode that I recorded that night from the stage as I was performing. And man, was it awesome. I have one more clip that I recorded that night for you to listen to. This is what I heard when I stood on stage and I told the crowd that I was recording an episode that night. And talking about filling the void again it's really hard to fill a void when you experience something like this brutal montreal make some fucking noise tell me how much you've enjoyed your experience so far make some fucking noise montreal Montreal 2021 was just so damn cool. Right after we finished wrapping this one up, we were already talking about Brutal Montreal 2022, which also happened throughout the fourth year of Vox and Hops. That was awesome and happened in September. I had the chance to create unique collab rebrands for four of the bands that were performing. I had on Death that were going to come up and perform, but sadly that didn't happen due to unforeseen circumstances. It was just so much fun. Brutal Montreal. What a killer time, killer concept. I cannot wait to do more brutal events throughout the fifth year of Vox and Hops something that was super awesome that happened during the fourth year of Vox and Hops is uh, my second edition of Sober February. Now, whenever I'm getting close to Sober February time, I always freak out and I try to conduct as many interviews with sober artists as I can. I scour the internet, I check all my friends, and then I had this idea oh, what if I hook up with a bunch of local Montreal artists that are also all sober and we have a killer chat about their sobriety about their journey. Of course, there's no one as well known as Jason Rockman in the world of sobriety. He's been sober for over 30 years now, and uh, he has such a profound outlook on sobriety. Here is just one of the amazing things that he said throughout Vox and Hops episode number 322, Sober Montreal.
3: It's funny because when I talk to my kids, I'm always like, listen, you can do drugs and you can drink if you want, but just know that If you've got it in you that you're someone who's into excess, there's, you, you know, that most of these people end up doing the same thing. They either get clean or they die. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's no real, you know, there's no real in between They either go down a really bad path and get really fucked up and die or they're messed up or they sober up. And it's kind of nice in a way to be able to say, well, look at all these successful people that did sober up and had more success after and, you know look back and say, why did I waste my time? So it's almost like it's a great example because I find the younger generation, I sound like an old man yelling in a cloud, but, <laughs> but I find a lot of teenagers now are just a little bit smarter. Like mm. they don't want to fucking waste their time with that. You know? But you know in the metal community. I think it's it's like Mike was saying. Like it's way better now. I mean, there's so many examples now of sobriety and the people yeah. that got their shit together. For and sure. you know, you look at a guy like Randy from Lamb of God, who's you know, mm-hmm. sober a long time, and he's solid. And and there's a lot of guys in that community that are sober and that live their sobriety out loud. And and they're brutally heavy.
1: Man, that rings true. You, you love it. You love it. Jason has such a clear perspective of what sobriety can bring you in your life because he is just massively successful. Since he has become sober, I can sit and listen to him talk about sobriety for hours and hours. He is a truly inspiring individual. Now, if you're part of the Thirsty Thursday gang, well, you're going to absolutely know this next phrase, Hail Hath. Hath are a band that came onto my radar because of Jerry Monk, the Hops metal. Architect, I fell in love with their album of Rotten Ruin back when Jerry first sent that to me a few years ago. So I was super stoked when they were dropping their new record that I could hang out with all of the members of Hath in like a round table type situation. We had a killer night. This is a little clip from that night, episode 329. Hail Hath, uh, Pete, AJ, Greg, Frank. Thank you so, so much for taking the time, hanging out with me, talking about your life talking about music talking about craft beer Uh, i'm very excited that we got to do this i am all about half hail half as we say in the thirsty thursday gang all that was promised coming out this friday march 4th listen to it get the hype train going it's you don't want to miss this hype train because it's it's leaving the station real soon people massive cheers guys thank you so much it's amazing thank you for having having us cheers thank you now, we all know the year-end is coming up. We are at the end of October right now. I have a feeling, and I still believe that feeling, that their brand-new record, All That Was Promised, is going to be on the year-end list for a lot of people. It's up there on mine. I love them. Hail Hath. Can't wait to hang out with you guys again in person. Now... I'm from Montreal. There are a few very, very famous people from Montreal in the metal scene that I am not directly connected with. And someone that I was connected with early on in my career that I lost touch with as she sort of just blew up in the world of metal is Elisa from Arch Enemy. So I was super stoked that I had the chance to hang out with her. Uh, we went deep into all kinds of crazy subjects. She was open. She was vulnerable. And here's a, and here is a little moment of exactly that when we started talking about climbing back into a van and getting back on the road in a van versus what we get to do now.
4: I was thinking about that just recently because it got so cold here. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I was like, man, I used to just like go <laughs> in my jacket and boots and mittens and hat and scarf and then zip a sleeping bag completely over my head and sleep in a van in the middle of February in like the Arctic of Canada. <laughs> and i was like man was i insane or just young (laughs) (laughs) and i think it was a little bit (laughs) um i feel like i'm like physically not capable of like handling that anymore because i'm old now but uh you know if i if i had to i would um and still sometimes depending on like the routing of a Mm -hmm. tour sometimes it makes more sense to take a van so we'll still like do that sometimes
1: sprinter thing
4: um but it's no, it's no joke. You know, touring in a van is tough. It's hard work. It's really hard work. And American bands like bands from North America do it more than bands from Europe and they do it for a lot longer than bands from Europe. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's really no joke. So like, I have a ton of respect for anyone who has done that or is doing that now. Cause it's really, that's not
1: easy. It's, it's, you have no personal space. <laughs>
4: You have no personal space. You have no bathroom. You have no bed. You have. You can't stand up. You You, can't. You know, like you put your bag somewhere
1: and then it's not there anymore. (laughs) 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 You know what I mean? It's like, but that's where I put my bag.
4: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally. You're completely like at risk and exposed, basically, to everything. And uh, yeah, it's that is. I mean, that is like real dedication, you know. And so I, I think that that is. I'm glad that I did that for so many years because it taught me, it allowed me to teach myself that I really wanted to do this. You know, like if you're willing to go through that, like you have the right
1: attitude. So absolutely. That's right. She she was just amazing. She's such a great, unique person. She's a killer performer, an excellent vocalist. And I just had a killer time hanging out with her and I'm looking forward to hanging out with her again real soon. Now, after I wrapped up the Cryptopsy None So Vile collab project, I had another sort of idea about the toxicity in the craft beer scene here in Quebec. I pitched this idea to BG. Of course, I'm talking about the C'est Just La Bière project. Now, I wanted to record my own episode of this. Sadly, that conversation didn't happen, so I stole the audio from Craig Thorne from the BAOS's podcast that we did record with him. He graciously gave me the audio. Cheers to Craig for that. Here's a little snippet from the intro of that and exactly how C'est La Slabiaia came to life. La Canette is really exactly on the way home from the metro to my house. So I stopped there frequently. And Kevin knows uh, either I'm saying um, I'm really tired, <laughs> especially when I was doing Brutal North America. I was like, I'm fucking tired. And, or, and then more recently, I, I just pitch ideas to him. And before heading to BG for their eighth anniversary, I had this idea in my mind of doing a beer collab about the toxic uh, beer industry, beer scene, and uh, how we can just make it more pleasant for everyone and let's start a conversation. Kevin thought it was a good idea. He loves BG and I actually discovered BG. Well, I fell back in love with BG because of Kevin. Um, because I had bought a bunch of their beers when they were um, kind of when I don't want to have Max on the podcast. I said this of Vox and Hobbs podcast. Um, they were a grocery store beer before. And now they're fucking hype. So so props to you for for doing that in a sh- few short years. Uh Kevin thought it was a good idea. So I went to the the eighth anniversary and I pitched the idea to Max and Max immediately liked the idea of doing a beer collab where we can start a conversation about the toxicity in the beer industry, beer scene, Quebec beer scene, because it's a beautiful industry and beer is meant to be made and enjoyed. And he immediately came back with the idea of what if it was a four pack? What was Max's idea? To do the four pack. And I was like, fuck yeah, let's do it. And then immediately I was like, let's get Hoppy Bitch in because when Hoppy Bitch dropped her black IPA, I was also dropping a black black IPA at the same time, and she just wrote a message to me saying, "Oh, whatever, doesn't matter." C'est juste la vie. And I wrote back. I said, "That would be a great beer name." For real. And, be- and because of all of that, this is where we're. I came home from Quebec City, and I wrote you guys all because immediately I thought of you, Craig, uh B A O S, to be a part of it, and obviously uh, Noah from Beerism. And this is where the whole collab conversation started. Massive collab yet again. Lots of collabs happened throughout the fourth year of Vox and Hops. Segesta Biag is one of the ones that I'm the most proud of because it combined a message which is super important. We also got to film that really cool video for it where we were making fun of each other, sort of in that That 70s show style basement sequence, which was filmed by Chris Kells from The Agonist. Love him to death. We had so much fun. So Craig Thorne from the BAOS podcast, Hoppy Bitch, Noah from Beerism, Kevin from La Canette, And Max from BG Brasserie Urbain and the rest of the crew, we all just killed it on this project. That collab just sold out immediately. It was a massive success, and I'm I'm stoked to do it again. I think that the beer industry is still toxic, so so Sejus La is something that is still relevant and may come back throughout the fifth year of Vox & Hops. Something else that really happened throughout the fourth year of Vox & Hops is that the world really started opening up. So typically, when I would record podcasts in the house... My gracious wife, Jessica, who's also the producer of the podcast, would hang out with my kids in the front room if the interview was being recorded during the day. One day, it just so happened that my wife went out with my daughter and I was home with my son. And I was recording a live interview on Matt Heafy's Twitch, which has lots of people watching. And here's just a little snippet of uh, what happens when you conduct an interview with a mega superstar on his Twitch with a three-year-old in the room with you. A whole bunch of stuff. That's a different challenge. That's fun. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Just creating things that don't make sense out of thin air is one of my favorite things in the world. I have a three-year-old that's right there. You have a three year old too. Okay, awesome. How many kids do you have? One, two? I have two, but the three year old is home with me today, and we're doing an experiment, and I'm trusting him. He's playing with his trucks. Well, here's those falling in the background of the video of this, but he's going to be quiet most of the time.
2: That's fine. I mean, you can hear my kids <laughs> screaming
1: on my yeah. black metal record, like on a quiet part. You can hear them playing in the background. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that happens. Uh, but luckily, Matt was just super cool, very nice. And from what I've been told, the people that were watching it live on Twitch were chatting it up, saying, how- how cute my son was and they were happy that he was there so so massive cheers to that i can't wait to hang out with matt again one of those artists that i had expectations of how cool he was i've been told about how cool he was but he surpassed all of them and i'm stoked to hang out with him again hopefully in the next few weeks when trivium comes through montreal Hey, what's up Fox and Hopsins? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates. Another project that I was working on for a very, very long time, even before the pandemic, was Devastation on the Nation. I was a sponsor of Devastation on the Nation before the pandemic. I was super stoked to be a sponsor for Devastation on the Nation, but then the pandemic happened. Everything got delayed. Finally, it was back. I was so stoked to host a roundtable discussion between most of the bands that would be on the tour to introduce them to each other. A few of them knew each other. A few of them didn't. So it was like a nice little icebreaker to hang out before the tour. I also made a bunch of collabs in each city so people would show up at the venue, there'd be a Devastation on the nation brew which you can order super cool that was a crazy crazy project that yet again a bunch of amazing metal people came through and made happen for me throughout the fourth year of vox and hops (laughs) this is a tour that's taken some time to get here because uh you know there was a little thing that happened such as um A pandemic that sort of slowed it all down, but luckily we are hanging out now before the tour starts because the tour is running from April 21st till May 22nd. It's a long one. You guys are going to hang out a lot. And as a presenting sponsor, I wanted to uh, bring you guys together beforehand in case you guys didn't know each other so you can get to know each other a little bit beforehand. I know that if I was going on tour and I had the chance to hang out with fellow tour mates before the tour, I would be stoked about that. So this is a little gift that I wanted to give to all of you. Let's dance straight into the shittiness of the questions the way that I normally like to start my podcast before we can jump into more fun waters. Let's talk about cancelling Devastation 2020. And I want to talk to defonts first about this. Uh, your reaction, uh, you were actually one of the first tours to pull out and then subsequently reschedule, which I'll get to later. Talk to me about that mindset, the idea of having to cancel this massive tour that we had been promoting together for for months and months and months. I'm stoked to see what comes up next with Devastation on the Nation. I've told Daniel Defonce that I want to be involved again. It's a tour that I headlined that I loved, so I'm stoked to see where Devastation on the Nation comes through in the next years. Something else that happened that was just very, very cool and was also supposed to happen before the pandemic was Manitoba Metal Fest. Cryptopsy hadn't played very much as I mentioned our last show before the pandemic was 2019. Uh, the next show, luckily, was Brutal Montreal, but the next one on the docket was Manitoba Metal Fest. Now, Corey Thomas from Ninja Cat Productions is super cool, so he flew me in a day early so that I could host a pre-fest party at Sukram's Brewing, and man, did we ever have a good time. Here's a little snippet from that episode from Vox & Hops episode number 348, Manitoba Metal Fest. Uh, this is going to be a little like roundtable discussion, something special. Uh, we're all dra- Drinking a very cool beer that Sucram has created. called Tribute. It is a vanilla stout. It's a 6.66%, obviously. How are you guys doing tonight? We need, like, audience noise. You said that we're live here from Sucram for Manitoba
2: Metal Fest. There we go.
1: There you go. You've done this before. (laughs) Yes. Daniel Decay. So happy that I got to hang out with him that night. A legend. Killer host killer guitarist. Man, that we partied. We had so, so much fun. Can't wait to hang out with everyone involved once again. Now, if there's any episode that I really, really love throughout the fourth year of Vox and Hops, it's episode 351 with John Goblikon. This was a crazy conversation. The fact that I organized to have Cave Troll come crash the episode, unbelievable. I'll give you a funny backstory about this right now. Now, I booked this conversation while I was in Manitoba, I was very concerned about having killer Wi-Fi because I had two publicists working, two artists that were joining a Zoom call. I wanted to make sure that everything was going to work. So I booked the Marriott, the the most expensive hotel that I could book in Manitoba, hoping that it would have the best Wi-Fi. It turns out that their Wi-Fi was shit. But luckily... The episode still turned out great, and the Zooms worked, but honestly, the Wi-Fi was not that great at the Marriott in Winnipeg. Come on, get your shit together over there. This was awesome, though. What a killer thing to do. Both people involved were just spectacular. And here's the longest snip of an episode you're going to get in this episode, but I think that every minute is worth it. I, I hope you get along with the troll. I, uh, I, I, I will <laughs> I will not. Don't worry. I will not. <laughs> <laughs> I have him here with us. He's going to join the call wait, right now. I'm going to bring him in right now.
2: No, wait, wait, What? we hold, hold on, man. I I didn't know about this.
1: I, I, I feel like I, I have to make an introduction. Don't you I, know that
2: goblins and trolls don't get along?
1: I, I, I do know that, but, but I feel like I could act as like a, a bridge here between bone snapper and you. And hopefully you guys can, can get to know each other a little bit before this tour. What's up bone snapper. It's good to see you again. How you doing?
2: Ah.
1: I got John GobbleCon here of Necrogobicon. All right. He has a, a serious issue with trolls.
2: Oh, yeah? What's that?
1: Well, they, they brutally murdered his parents. So, so I, I would like to mediate a chat between the two of you so that, so that you can get along and hopefully not kill each other on this tour that you got coming up. John, what, what, what? what do you have to say to, to Snapper here? Well,
2: I mean, first off, let's start with some ground rules, okay? Goblins are better than trolls. We can all agree on that, right? Come on. I am currently attending night school, so ask me in six months, motherfucker. <laughs> all right. <laughs> but, uh, maybe currently. I'm not too I, smart, but. I, res- I respect the hustle. I do. <laughs> I got a question for you. Okay. Your parents, what were their names? Oh. You want me to give you their names? You can be like, Yeah, I, I killed them. That's I a real did. troll move. Yeah, what yeah. do your parents say? Are oh, we going to steal my social security next? Come on, man. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I was crazy, you little on. troll. I think I know. I, I do know who killed them, though. I was going to look in my troll uh, phone book. And, oh. And uh, see. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll be under <sighs> GoblinCon. Yeah. Just B. L. Okay. Uh huh. I, oh, well, in, I'm not through. With I, I don't know. I'm not through with night school yet. I can't spell. All right. No, hey, I get it, troll. I all get right. it. That's the thing with trolls is like they're not very educated, but they just kind of like say things, you know? They're like on the internet, like, "Hey, I don't, I don't really know anything about this topic, but that's not going to stop me from weighing in." I think you're thinking of our lead singer, not me, so much. I'm not on the internet at all. Oh, really? Well, who's the lead singer? Blowthaw. All right, so I got a tour with both of you. <laughs> That's correct, but he's not a troll. I'm the troll.
1: Exactly. Bone Snapper is the only troll in Guar. So, so I, I would love for this tour to go well. Uh, what about
2: the hype men? What about the hype men? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, can I ask you a question? Of course. Does Guar let you sleep on the tour bus? No. Guard doesn't yeah. have it to a tour bus. Me neither. Yeah, us either, man. Yeah. I mean, what's the deal? Like, I all mean, right. yeah, they yeah, strap yeah. you to the top and they're I like, good yeah. luck, John. Yeah, all right, we got something in common here. We got something yeah. in common. And, and do they pay you money or are they just kind of like, uh, here's a leftover hot dog? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Lumps of clay. Yeah, clay. Uh, you know, yeah. Hmm. Wait a minute. Maybe, just maybe, <laughs> we have more in common than we once thought. Maybe it's the humans who have led my people to believe that the enemy is trolls, when actually, humans are
1: the trolls it's just amazing just i had so much fun i just sat there and watched them both talk and now they've toured twice together i hope that they've become friends i hope that the whole goblin troll thing is a thing of the past guar Necrogoblicon. so damn cool so much fun now something that does happen to me frequently and that i do love and something that happened to me a lot during the fourth year of Vox and Hops was me being connected to people that I'd never spoken to before and one of the artists that I really connected with was Catherine Shepard of Sylvain Uh, we just had a deep 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 conversation she was open and vulnerable and here's a little snippet of exactly that
0: um I did a lot of uh like it sounds crazy but I kind of interviewed myself on paper Which I I know it sounds really weird, but um, it's basically a good way to really put into words what you're feeling. What are you happy about with yourself? What are you not happy about? What's wrong, wrong? What's wrong in your life? What's good in your life? All this kind of stuff. So that's one thing, turning off, the, turning off the noise, trying to shift your focus within to really slow down and pause and be like, I'm here in the present. I'm not thinking about the future. I'm not thinking about the past. I'm trying to just figure out what's going on with me physically and mentally right now. Yoga has, of course, been a huge part of that because yoga and meditation, pranayama, all these things work like a pause button. And that's the whole point is it's not the... You know the poses or anything like that's so that's actually the part um, that's actually the point of this. It's the journey towards it and the experience you're having, and that's also in my classes what I'm teaching. You know, I'm always I'm harping on my students. They probably hate me. Like, so notice how you're feeling, and you're like trying to remind them like to be present because it's not that easy. We're not actually I feel like we're not actually trained for that, especially not now. Like I feel we're always like taught to think about the the goals in the in the future and kind of forget about the journey along the way. So that's something too to, to try to take a little pause and like really to notice what's going on because that also helps with the main step in my mental health, I think, which is gratitude. When you are able to take a little pause and like really look at your life, look at yourself, look at the people in your life, look at the things you've uh, accomplished, the things you haven't accomplished, everything like this, you realize that every single day there's something that's uh, more than worthy of being grateful for. And I think when you come at it from come at life from that kind of point of view, when you always try to find the little or big things that you can be grateful for, um, it really helps. It really makes you realize that this life is a gift. And here we go, hippie speech. And even if it's really really hard and a lot of challenges, it's there's always something there that's just like wow, this is such a cool place. Life is cool, even if it's hard.
1: Catherine, it's amazing. She came to Montreal a few months ago with Zee Leonarder and I went out to the show and it was as if we'd been friends for a long time. We just sat there and spoke openly about our lives. It was just amazing what a 40-minute podcast interview can translate into a future friendship. Something that I value very deeply, something that I've gained thanks to the podcast is a bunch of new friends and it's all because of me just sitting down with them and sharing a beer and listening to each other discuss. Now I've one final clip for you tonight something that really rounded out the fourth anniversary of vox and hops and that is the return of face-to-face interviews yes i've done some live interviews such as i mentioned in toronto at the folly brew pub back in december i also did one in manitoba but face-to-face with no audience watching having a conversation with an artist is so deep so vulnerable you can go so much deeper and the connection form is unbelievable. The first face-to-face interview that I conducted throughout the fourth year anniversary just happened a month ago, and I'm still buzzing about it talking about Dave Davidson from revocation check out a little clip from that <laughs> Dave thank you so so much hanging with me yet again talking about your life music craft beer everyone revocation the nether heaven just came out Motherblade records September ninth check it out you're gonna like it Dave this is amazing face to face here we go we fought a bee together cheers man it was awesome cheers. <laughs> Just unbelievable. And I've done a bunch more since this conversation and, I, and it stands true. Deep connections are formed when you're face-to-face. You can form amazing connections as I did with Catherine from Sylvain over Zoom, but when you're face-to-face, the, there's something there. There's, there's no screen. It's, it's a chemistry that cannot be replicated. Technology is just not there yet. So I'm so stoked that face-to-face interviews are back. Can't wait to conduct more and more of those. That's it. That's just a little snippet of many of the things that I was extremely proud of. Throughout the fourth year of Vox & Hops, there's also a few other things, such as the Vertical project that I led, a very complex project where I released four coffee stouts at four different ABVs with four breweries and one other podcaster and one distributor. It was an extremely complex project, but I am so proud that it occurred. There's the two brutal events, there's also the brutal beer garden that happened at Anthrax show in There's a lot of things that have been happening throughout this year and I'm proud of each and every one of them. But one of the things that I'm most proud of, and I hope that you guys agree with me on this one, is that I've discovered that I need to take breaks. So, I took a break in August and I felt amazing and I felt recharged and I came back in September very strong. So, I've decided and realized that I need to take breaks. So, once a quarter, I will be taking a month off. So, I'll be on for three months. I will take a month off and then I return for another three months. This will allow me to do a bunch of cool projects, to recharge, to really just focus in on what Vox and Hops means and how I can make that better for myself. And for all of you. I love doing this podcast. It's something very important to me. It's something that I've built with you, the listeners, with my friends, the musicians, with the extended community that has been built thanks to this podcast. I just can't thank you all enough. Very, very stoked with what we've built over the past four years. And I got to say that for the fifth year, the sky is the limit with all of you amazing humans being behind the Vox and Hops metal podcast. Hey! Thank you all so so much for listening. Right thing that I love and appreciate that. Man, it's it's a lot of fun doing episodes like this. It's such a grind a pleasureful grind, but still a grind running a podcast. You're very close to each episode, and then you walk away from it. and you Not that you forget that you did it or what the episode was, but looking back and doing a retrospective glance at a year's worth of content really makes you realize just how much work you've done. I realized as I was wrapping up that I did not put any goals for next year. So let me drop a few of those. Last year, I had put some white whale, people that I wanted to speak with. I did not hit any of those throughout the fourth year so I'll put them back again obviously Mike Patton I'd love to get Mike Patton on the podcast Uh, we'll see let's put it out there I would love to do that other goals for the podcast is expanding brutal events I want brutal events to move outside of Montreal across Canada into the states I want to plan smarter bigger collab projects I do have one in the works percolating in the back of my mind right now that I'm hoping to take global excited to see about that I also want to uh, connect with bigger artists and or artists that I just truly adore, people that are really metal or really beer-orientated. That's what I want to do. Those are the people I want to speak with. So stoked that you've listened this far to this retrospective looking back at four years of Vox and Hops. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that very, very much. Now, if you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Middle Podcast mailing list. You can on my website, voxenhops.com That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive one email a month that will contain all of the details of everything that has happened recently in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You'll get to see which episodes I dropped recently. You also get to see which episodes I have coming up. You will also get to hear about any projects I have in the works before I announce them to the public. And you'll get to see which albums the Vox and Hops album review crew have reviewed recently. And you'll also get to see which bands Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself, has added to the Brutal Awakenings playlist. The most extreme, the most fresh metal music in the world. You want to know what's happening in the music scene? You want to know what's happening underground? Well, the Brutal Awakenings playlist is you you want to be checking out. There is just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Hospital podcast. I'd hate for you to miss a single thing. So please sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hospital podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a killer weekend. I hope you come to the four-year anniversary party that's happening tomorrow, October 29th. If you're listening to it after October 29th, you missed it, but it's okay. There will be an episode that's going to be coming out next Friday from the conversation I recorded that night. I will be back Next week, with two episodes yet again—one on Tuesday and another on Friday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. <laughs>